She's Katie. He's Ben. We are back for another wonderful week of Vanderpump Rules. Which we have so many opinions about. We do have so many opinions. I forgot the name of our show there for a minute. I can't even blame it on anything. Although it is Cinco de Mayo, and uh, at least one of us is celebrating in style, drinking her margarita. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be festive. You do so- have to be festive. Other than I'm on antibiotics, so therefore I'm not drinking today. Oh no, I didn't know you weren't drinking. Now I feel like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking with you in spirit, Katie. Oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Why don't you get too shwasted on this pod? We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I, the, the sloppier you get, the better. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> wow. Especially where episode six, cut with your trousers down. Yep, this this is quite an episode. I really do think that they have hit their stride in the season now. Like now that the scenes all move very quickly. They did figure out that they needed a lot of quick cuts and not to spend a whole lot of time with anybody because none of them are that interesting for a long vi- lens. <laughs> uh, correct, correct. So for those of you who do not know. Also, welcome back if you're still listening six yes. weeks in if you have stuck with us so far you have made it through the midway point of the first season and we thank you for your patronage and although it's free so i don't know if that's truly patronage but we thank you for your listenership yes we love to have people to entertain our endeavor all right we were going to talk about it anyway we're glad there are people out there that we're not just screaming into the void mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but anyways. Yes, the rundown for episode six, Cut With Your Trousers Down, first aired on February 11, 2013, when Jax and Laura Lee are caught having sex in Sir's bathroom and Frank insults a customer, Lisa is forced to crack the whip on her staff, resulting in a firing. Saucy thinks her life is back on track when she makes up with her old friend Katie, introduces her new boyfriend Frank to her parents. But when an unexpected argument escalates, Saucy finds herself heading into her second breakup of the summer. Womp womp womp. What an episode. What an episode indeed. You want to start us off, Ben? Um, certainly. I can start us off. Scene one. I don't know where the fuck we were, but Kristen and Orly were running their lines. Oh, yes. And then it's really just a super cut of all of their creative it endeavors. Is. It is. that th- This is just a stepping stone to other things. Lisa wants this to be a stepping stone to other things. Although Lisa doesn't really act like she wants it to be a stepping stone <laughs> to other things. <laughs> well, no, she wants complete loyalty at all times. That is true. Lisa is uh, a demanding mistress in that way. She is, but that's okay. She is a she is a boss, as we will she, find out later. B O S S all capitals, boss. <laughs> bitch. Yes. Um, I did think it was really interesting here because we find out that that band that Tina was playing with in the last episode not only has sweet sweet Sandoval in it, but it also has. Lisa's son in it so okay no wonder they were able to book a a venue (laughs) you know Lisa says over and over again that that her son Max had to climb his way up from the from the bottom at Sir 
I don't know if he's working at Sir yet. Spoiler alert. Um, no, he is not yet. Or if he is, he hasn't been introduced as there was just a a, a Chiron that said Max, Lisa's son. Mm-hmm. It didn't say anything about Sir. Um, and apparently Peter directed there's some bullshit movie that had Tom in it. Sandoval. Some sh- short film that they all like are giving like a very serious Q&A about. I was like, what? I loved that room though. Like four couches on multiple levels. Man, I need to get my ass to California. Yeah, you, you sure do. Get those goat <laughs> cheese balls at Sir. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Scene two. Scene Stassi's apartment. Mm-hmm. We have Stassi sitting on her bed as she's writing her article for Lisa's daughter's website. Toiling away, little Stassi. She's toiling away like my undergrads yesterday when their <laughs> project was due at midnight. That's right. Uh, Frank is snooping in on Stassi, and she does not like it. No. I mean, you know, I as people who also write for like a huge part of our lives, I also agree. You don't want someone looking over your shoulder. No, no, I would not. Um, and he was belittling, and it's like, "What's your fashion blog?" And she's like, "It's not a blog." Which is also, no. <laughs> Stassi, that comment has not aged well. It's like that's the something that a lot of people do for their livelihoods in twenty twenty. Well, also, it, it is a blog. I mean, I guess the difference is she's getting paid for it. Sure. A lot of people get paid to blog these days, though. These days. I don't know how many people were getting paid to blog in 2013. That probably did set you apart a little bit. Sure. I mean, and, sure. and I would also, you know, somebody who is, because like Medium, not to go off on a media tangent, but that website, and I think you've written for it some, and I don't know what their pay scale or their schedule is but I know some people who write for it and sometimes they get paid and sometimes they don't and other people just have personal blogs where they put up stuff so I can understand especially if you're 24 really like this is not just some bullshit thing I'm doing and she probably does make more from doing that than she did working at sir because she's a terrible waitress (laughs) whatever would make you think that Ben just having seen her for half a, a season now and never actually having her seen do anything waitressy at all. So now, yeah, later later today we'll see an example of Stassi also being that waitress. <laughs> we will. Oh. And then Stassi, yeah. yeah, then little Stassi is like, hey, all my shit's in a, a a thing in the closet because the pole you put up fell down. Why don't you fix it? And Frank is all like, but I'm drinking beers and wearing flip flops. I'm being a bro. How dare you order me around, Stassi? Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of tension here, foreshadowing. I did like two of the quotes, though. Okay, what were your two quotes that you pulled? Stassi goes, Frank is the guy who puts up the pole and it falls. Jack's the guy who hasn't ever put up the pole. But the other comparison is that, like, but Jax knows how to dress. Frank doesn't know what he's doing. Well, it's a little bit more than that, because that was the second one. Right. Frank has all the goals, but no fashion sense. Oh, that's Jax right. has all the fashion, but no life goals. Hmm, which, which would you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> I think 
what she thinks she would prefer and what she actually prefers are two different things that she will learn by the end of this episode. We, we will, we will see. Well, I, yes, I just think early on we're getting some hints that Frank is chafing under the rule of Stasi. Uh, yeah, I don't think that Mr. And this is actually something that we had uh, on a discussion last week after last week's episode when I found out, oh boy, was the backup fullback for Holy Cross. Ha <laughs> ha, I called that one. Anyway, though I didn't know this. <laughs> um, yes, I, I don't think he realized what it was going to be like dating somebody like Stasi. Well, you know, you just gotta f abide by Stassi's rules and be there when she needs you. And not make a big deal out of it. Yeah, and not make a big deal out of it. <laughs> Which, you know, you know what? I'm sorry. Like, if, I, I think I'm on Stassi's side on this one. From what was presented, I am on Stassi's side. At this point, mainly because Frank is it does not have the personality to do that little bit of complaining thing in a fun, funny way. It just sounds like he's complaining because that's what he's doing. He's trying to pass it off as just, you know, being jovial and joking. But uh, everything is just too serious out of his square head. Just a dick. He is just a, a class five raging boner is what he is. <laughs> I mean... I guess. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if I would even give him that much credit, but sorry, continue. Let's... Uh, by all means, tell me what classification of boner you think, Frank. Is. I wouldn't even say that he's a boner. He's not even a hard penis. He's just a flaccid <laughs> penis. Yeah. No, no use whatsoever. Flaccid Frank. <laughs> flaccid Frank. That's right. That's true. Uh, then we get to our next scene at Lisa's house. A, a, a pivotal scene in the, ep the episode, really. And a completely fake bullshit scene. Right. Uh, anyway, Melanie. Because Lisa's just having a, a, a casual meeting, yes, with Melanie, her, her PR yes. rep. Well, Sir's PR rep. Yeah. That's a pretty cushy job if you're the PR rep for just one of their empire restaurants. Pretty nice, so, pretty nice. Yeah. Although I can tell you what, we never see this woman again. I believe it. Just we didn't need to see her this time. It was it's just like we're gonna get you on TV, publicist. Cool. And then we're gonna have Kim just drop a bomb. Well, it's not can oh oh sorry, yes. I thought you said Candace. Oh no, no, no. Ken, right, right. I'm sorry. Uh well, before we get there, I just have a note for, for LVP. Sure. Lisa, you don't know Yiddish? You don't know what it means when someone says they're spitzing? Come on. She's just... Her lack of Yiddish is concerning. Love Lisa Vanderpump, but I was just like, whoa, Lisa, come on. I mean, I probably didn't. Where, wherever she grew up in the enchanted isles of England, I guess they didn't have very many um, Minchevich is there, so. This is taking a dark turn. Anyways. <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't really need for it to take a dark turn. Know, um, so, sorry. yeah. yeah they're they're chit-chatting about the restaurant's going great, but 
we want to take advantage and introduce a happy hour. That's exactly what you need. Um, and so they do. Did like, happy hours, were they not like just standard in 2013? Is this like a, a late aughts development? I think maybe for restaurants. Okay. Um, I've never been, and maybe it's the class of bars that I used to work and hang out in, but I've never been in a bar that didn't have like four hours of happy hours every day. So I don't, I don't know. Right. That's where the graduate students find themselves. I mean, (laughs) maybe cut that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's, that's the truth. If you're preparing for graduate school, find a bar with a happy hour. That starts at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Or three, yeah. if you're lucky. Ooh. Yeah. Which one started at three at, on Marquette's campus? I'm sure there is one. I just don't know which one it is. All right. Um, so. Anyways. Yes, but then Ken comes in to drop the hammer. Yep. It seems that Jackson and Laura Lee were caught naked fucking in the bathroom because they failed to lock the door. <laughs> yes, that's Ken's only issue. They failed to lock the door. To be fair, that's also Lisa's only issue. It, it's <laughs> Melanie, the PR person, who like it's it's freaked out by this entire thing. No, Lisa looks at Ken and she goes, "Are you serious? Are you joking?" <laughs> Lisa's pissed. I mean, not pissed enough. Well, I guess we'll find out later, but maybe not as pissed as she will be later in the episode but yeah nowhere near as pissed you can look at the two things where she's talking to people for work-related incidents and see which one pissed her off and which one didn't and the scrogging at work did not piss her off nowhere near as much as the other thing no it's because lisa lisa's okay a little bit with people being a little naughty for sure for (laughs) sure Uh, yes and then yes we need her publicist to be like it's not a good look it's not a good look Right. Yeah, no, no, we weren't going to make that an advertising campaign, Melanie. So. I mean, it is kind of part of Lisa's advertising campaign for Sir, though. But it's the unspoken part. <laughs> right, right. It should be the clientele, not the staff. Yes, yes, you're right, you're right. So, so this, then we go to scene four, which is an amazing scene. <laughs> yes, Shishu and Stasi sharing a meal over their new forged friendship. Right. And it just looks like they're just having lunch and they're just out somewhere. And Stasi's like, I just need to take you to dinner sometime, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because they were just having lunch. So I was like, well, why didn't you take her to dinner then? And then good old Kristen shows up. Kristen comes and rings the alarm. She does. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, Peter. Stassi's on the clock and she's out there eating with Sheena. You should do something about that. Yes, and then Peter marches up to Sheena and Stassi and he's like, Stassi, what time is it? Yeah, what time do you come on? (laughs) Uh, Six. Well, it's 6.10, what are you doing? I'm just stupid hungry. And then she's like, oh, come on. If my my bosses were here, they'd get in trouble. So I can't have you guys eating. And you're not supposed to eat out here in front of the customers anyway. Which is true like a rule at most eating establishments correct um i can't think of any restaurant that i've ever worked at that i got to eat out where the customers would be while we were open unless i was there as a customer that day personally i've really only ever been a barista but it's like the same rule it's like (laughs) you have to keep your drinks hidden (laughs) yeah 
from the customers. You coffee makers can't be drinking coffee. I know it's a ridiculous rule. It's, but yes, you must hide your beverages. Yes. Um, you know, and then like, so he's kind of getting onto both of them because Peter knows how to manage. Way to go, Peter. We know right. why you're still here. <laughs> exactly. But then Chris is like, nah, bruh. Shishu doesn't come on till 6.30. I don't care about her eating. It's just like, that saucy bitch. Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. She has turned into such a confrontational who care. That, and I'm still here for it. I don't know why. <laughs> Ben's like, yes, Kristen. Cause, be crazy. Stir yeah, up yeah, the yeah, shit. Yeah. Embrace your, your inner psychotic bitch. And, and well, I have good news for you, Ben. This version of Kristen is here to stay. Oh, excellent. Um, <laughs> I, I also love the fact that Saucy's like, whatever, Kristen, you're always just micromanaging. I'm like, you're complaining about somebody micromanaging? <laughs> Touche. It's a good point. Well, you know, Saucy does it with style. True. I don't think Stassi would have outed herself so blatantly like Kristen did. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Stassi wants like you to figure out that she's the one pulling the strings. She's not trying to like put herself out on front street. Yeah. Then we get the sad visual of Stassi in her sir dress eating out of her styrofoam container by the dishwasher. Stuffing in the last few bites of that salad. Probably the only thing she's eaten all day. Probably. Yeah. Well, that and a couple of vodka grands or something. Yeah, yeah. You know. At work. At work. Yeah. Oh, Stassi. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah. That's, you know, it, it's sort of signaling to us that, oh, nothing that important. Just that she and Kristen are on the rocks. But now we get, we, we cut to a different short scene. We did. Scene five. Jax and Laura Lee stalking down the hallways of some Japanese restaurant. Yes, Laura Lee leading the way. She's like, just follow me, Jax. He's like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I know where the employee bathroom is here. <laughs> I wonder if she was previously fired from this restaurant. <laughs> I don't know. But apparently they're doing a bathroom sex tour because that's exactly what happens here. Or we're made to believe that it happens here. I mean, it seems like it probably happened. I am pretty confident that there is no place on earth that you can walk up to Jax and initiate sex and he wouldn't fuck you. So. And then, and then they have their little dinner, Laura Lee and, and Jax. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very telling. Because Laura Lee is so all in. I mean, completely and totally. And she's like, you are the most attractive man that I've ever dated. I can't keep my hands off of you, which is pretty obvious. And every, if somebody, it seems like somebody followed me around for a few months and gave you, and anytime I said that what I wanted and the guy that wrote it down and gave you, because you always say the right thing. It's because he's a manipulative ass. And then so Jax just looks... Yes, he's a manipulated ass. He just looks like he's shitting himself. That whole speech. Like, he's just like, Wah. Yeah, and then we go to the cutaway, and he's like, 
it's pretty safe to say that Laura Lee's all in to the relationship. I don't even know that I'm 50% into the relationship. <laughs> but yes. But, but in the moment, he's like, well, cheers, baby. Yeah, I'm having such a good time being with you. Laura Lee, definitely all into Jackson, definitely all into risky sex in bathrooms. Which, you know, I guess it's a new relationship. It's fun. It's. I mean, I am not a Puritan, so as long as you didn't leave anything really messy for somebody to have to clean up. Right, right. Mm-hmm. As long as you were polite, you know, kept it quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which if you're in an employee bathroom, you're probably not going to have to worry about it because those are usually not like, you know, the bathroom at Walmart or anything. But Ew. Gross, but yes. Uh, Jax. Jax seemed nervous, but Laura Lee did not notice. She was just happy and in love. Uh, you know, I, I, yes, Laura Lee is definitely in love, and Laura Lee grasped onto that relationship like the addict that she is. Oh, LL. Little LL. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for her. I did too. I did too watching that scene. I was like, oof. Yeah. You're going to get your heart broken here, but yes. For sure. Then we go to scene six, which is the Chris and Katie spin class. Ooh. Which is so 2013. I don't know, man. Soul Cycle is still like a. I'm sure it's still popular, but I just, that's when I really first started hearing people talking about spin glasses and stuff. Okay. Okay. That's, I mean, I started, yeah, I started doing a spin class here and there when I was in college. <laughs> here and there. Here, here and there. there. Right, right. You know, they're a good workout, I guess. I understand why Katie and Kristen were like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, because that was almost like it was a hot spin class, like a hot yoga class. So maybe it was just more than, or just not a very well-ventilated place. You know, what's what's a workout in Los Angeles if you're not sweating out all the calories? I suppose. You, you do have a point, because they have to stay the thinnest servers at Sir. So, seems to be a pretty competitive thing, looking at all the, the twigs they have employed there. It does indeed. It does indeed. And then they have a little, they have a little chat post their workout. They do. About Stasi. About Stasi. Because what else would it be about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Kristen is so upset that Katie's going over there and that Stasi has reached out to Katie because she values her friendship more with Katie. The competition now, I guess. I guess so. I guess but so. I think Kristen called it right. She was like, well, Stassi doesn't want to make up with me because I'm not going to sit there and like cry and... Yeah, and hug it out. Which is... I think Kristen death protests too much because I think Kristen would probably roll over pretty quick. You're right. You're so right. But for sure. Then scene seven, the first Lisa Vanderpump intervention. Mm-hmm. So she sends oh who was it that she sent it was the manager the one who speaks french oh natalie yeah she oh, no it wasn't natalie but it some, looks it's someone who looks like natalie oh okay i thought it was some natalie. some random s- s- sir person who's there for a while but yes <laughs> 
some other lackey she sends to yeah. summon Laura Lee and Jackson to the dining room to sit before her. Yes. Where Lisa confronts them about the rumor that she has heard. Yes. About knocking boots in the privy. My favorite moment of this confrontation is when, so Lisa confronts them. They both are like, what? What are you talking about? Which was really the smartest move on their part. But I like how Lisa is like, what, do you think this is my fantasy? <laughs> yeah, that was great. What I also like is the fact that I guess they were cognizant of what had just been filmed because uh, LL goes, no, but we totally did it at Takami. <laughs> Well, it's like, why. it's maybe why they let the cameras catch them at the other restaurant so they had an out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> and, it's, and again, Jack's on the insert. We totally did it. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, like, Jax. Christ, Jax. Yeah. You know, yeah, so how are you going to rate, like, on the level of that employee, where do you place, you know, fucking in the bathroom? Uh, <laughs> that is a hard question because if I'm looking at it from management that it's a pretty unsanitary thing to do yeah um, the fact that they didn't get caught by anybody other than security so like no customers Having been young and working in restaurants, I mean, I never did anything like that, but it's not like I am morally opposed to it. Sure. sure. So, I mean, and know. that's kind of the conclusion that Lisa comes to. She can't do anything because. Yeah. Well, she can't, and she can't prove it. Right. Um, so, you know, I guess my, my answer depends on was the restaurant open at the time or not? So. The world may never know. Well, since they were caught by security, I'm going to assume not, because that make, does make it sound like the place was closed down and security was just going around. That's a good point. So, you know, a little after hours. Yeah. Um, star rockets in flight and stuff, you know. <laughs> L.L. gets summarily dismissed pretty quickly. Yes. Yes. And then Lisa just takes Jack's task. And Jax utters the immortal words, she's not my girlfriend. <laughs> and Lisa's like, I think she is your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she thinks she's your girlfriend. <laughs> You're her boyfriend. You may not be her, uh, her boyfriend. She's like, this, this isn't your playground. It's your work ground, Jax Taylor. And there's no difference with Jax. No, and Lisa just keeps kind of trying to be like Jax. Laura Lee is fragile. Yeah, she is so emotionally invested in you. And yeah, I don't know how fragile she is. I, I got a feeling that she is kind of fragile. We shall see. We shall see. Scene eight. Katie shows up at Stasi's new place with two bottles of wine. A peace offering. A peace offering for Princess Stasi. Because it's their favorite. I'm guessing it's Pinot Grigio, which, just like a side note, I hate Pinot Grigio. I duly noted. I will cancel the Pinot Grigio shipment to your place. <laughs> Please do. I felt so bad one time. One of my good friends tried to offer me a glass, and I didn't know I didn't like it. So I'm sitting there, like, 
with this glass of wine that I can't even force myself to sip. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> I can drink anything. Um, I might not like it, but I will. But white wines, I'm not a white wine kind of guy. You know, like a dry white wine is okay. You know, back in the day when I back didn't, in the day back in the day when I didn't understand <laughs> what drinking was, you know, like, like all college <laughs> students, I started out drinking the uh, Moscato. You know, the Moscato, the Moscato, the the juice box of of drinking alcohol. For sure. For sure. Yes. Anyways, moving. On. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to hear more t- tales of Katie's exposition of what drinking is. <laughs> One time my friend and I bought two giant bottles of barefoot Moscato and um, we were at her parents' house. And so like we got her dad to open the first bottle and it was so big that we were embarrassed that we went and got the second one. We didn't want him to know. <laughs> so, so we didn't have the wine bottle opener. So we tried to take the cork out with like a hanger. Classy. You're so classy. <laughs> uh, if you're yes. listening, the, the friend, I still talk to this friend quite often if she's listening. I hope you enjoyed that story anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so we have the girls back together, crying and drinking. Hugging it out. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about you and was worried about you, and I shouldn't want to support the Frank shish, you know? Just because you had broke up with Jax and were with this new guy in, like, two seconds. Fair observation. Your observation. She's like, I was just looking out for you. Like, it yeah. didn't mean that I didn't give a shit. Although you were kind of acting like you didn't give a shit. I mean, Kristen was kind of taking the lead on that, but Katie was right there alone. She was. Katie was right there along with her. But she's realized the benefits she's missing out on by... Yeah, she's had very little screen time since her <laughs> and Stassi got into a fight. Uh, but yes, she's like, I will never let this happen again. Yeah. Sussy was like, I was all fucked up. No wonder, you know, also fair. And Katie crying says, I hate that you would think that I didn't have your back. Like, well, Katie, because you kind of didn't. Yeah, you totally didn't have her back. So I can see why she would think that. But Stassi is ready to let go. She's ready to forgive and forget. I also thought that it was funny as hell that Stassi was like, Katie just takes things too personal. That's why she was like that. <laughs> a little projection, maybe? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Potentially. Yes. Yes. Scene nine. Scene nine. I thought the, the setup of the scene was really funny, actually. Yes, it is. <laughs> so little boys at play. Peter's like, what's the deal with Frank? Yeah, Jackson, Peter. Joey's working, not Frank. Jackson noticed this and it's like, hey, Frank, what day is it? It's like Tuesday. Who works on Tuesday, Frank? Who's that? That's Joey. Why isn't Frank here? Oh, yeah. Why doesn't Peter, as the manager, know who's on and who's not? Yeah, for real. So then we get the first incident, or our first story of what happened. Frank and the the customer at Sir. Frank and the the customer at Sir who knows Lisa. <laughs> I think that is very important. 
That, that is important, but we don't find that out until later. We do not. Right now, we just know, think it's Frank and the customer at Sir, which for those of you who have not watched or don't remember, dudes were ordering like double shot cucumber martinis or some bullshit. I don't even remember what the drink was. Anyway, Frank was charging them double for the doubles, which is apparently not what you do. That is bullshit. I would be pissed too. Yes. Yes, totally. Um, then when they got in front of the guy about it, Jack, he's like, hey man, if you can't afford it, then you shouldn't be here. And, and what Joey said was that he said, this is the only time this is said in the episode, but it seems it seems on brand for Frank, where he says, tells the guy, fuck you, you peasant. Yeah, fuck you, you peasant. <laughs> Which I <laughs> like, thought was hilarious coming from <laughs> Frank. But yes, that, that seemed very on brand. Um, and then like, go back to your ugly girlfriend before I embarrass you in front of her. And I was like, that also, that kind of sounds like it could have been Jax, but it also sounds like Frank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, right. And, and then Joey said that he threatened to atomic Melvin someone. <laughs> yes, which I, <laughs> appears to actually be what happened. And I have to say, I don't know how the fuck old Frank is or was in 2013. And I could look it up, but I don't care enough. But the fact that you were threatening somebody with that in 2013 in public at your work is just amazing. It's, it is. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. What a. I'm really glad that our first delivery of the story comes from this random guy, Joey. He tells the story well. He does. It's, it's a really good story. And everybody's laughing because. It is funny. I mean, if if I walked into to work tomorrow, which I don't really have a job that I walk into, but if I walked into any of the places I worked in the past, it's like, why isn't a homeboy here? Oh, he threatened to give somebody an atomic wedgie. I would laugh and laugh and laugh. So I get it. It's especially great too. Like the shot in Freud is like way better when it's someone you don't like too. You're just like- For sure, for sure. Just like I knew it. I knew that person. Dick. Yeah. Why isn't Bleep here? Well, because one of his students was complaining about Grace. He threatened to give them an atomic Melvin. Yes. You just be like, what? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> Is this real life? <laughs> Is this real life? But yes. Then, then we move on. We do move on. Fallout. The fallout. And the fallout is is interesting. Uh, We get a little thing of Frank and Stasi riding to work, and Stasi's like, oh, today was going to be the day that I'm introducing Frank to my parents. I'm so looking forward to it. But then Lisa calls, and she just has to talk to Frank. And of course, Frank goes, because when Lisa calls, you go. It's like, that's a little bitter. It might, it might just be the truth. They're all afraid of Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, they should be. Yeah, they should be. Well, and I like how Frank's reaction to this is like, he's like, well, oh, well, Lisa's trying to surprise, to trick me with the element of surprise. Frank was entirely too overconfident going into this. Way too overconfident. Oh, my put in at all times. Yeah, yeah. So Lisa is sitting there, and you can tell she's pissed. Are you nervous, Frank? 
I loved that. Like, well, she got, no, this is what she says. I wrote it down. She says, you scared, Frank? You look yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, man, I should use this. You should. You should. It's a great intimidation line. <laughs> so we also find out that Frank has a history of being rude because he was apparently rude to somebody named Kyle some months back. And, and here's some, uh, some backstory for those of you who don't watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. At this time in the uh, narrative of the show, Lisa and Kyle are very close. Oh. Kyle Richards is Lisa's best friend. Oh, so he was rude to her best friend. Uh-huh. Well, that helps explain why she's so mad about this. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. so, so Lisa goes, you don't double charge for a double. You should be mad about that, too. Then Lisa's just, I'm like, I know what you said. And, and she is such an expert at needling Frank to get him riled up. And he kind of... Put him on the ropes. Yeah, and he, he does respond, but he actually didn't respond as bad as I thought he was going to, based on how what little self-control... Well, fuck, man, Her you know? expert move was. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to, what did I expect him to do? And I was like, yeah, jump up and rip his shirt off and threaten to throw off a balcony. That seems to be what he does. But um, it was, I know what you said. And when he wouldn't come out and say it, she's like, be a man and tell me what you said. And so yes. just goes straight to attacking his manhood. And, That's right. <laughs> be a man and stand up, stand up and tell me what you said. I was like, yes, Lisa, some master class and just like, putting someone in their place. And, uh, you know, he, he admits to doing what he did. And Eventually. First, he denies it. No, he does. He, he denies it, but he doesn't really deny it. Basically, the tact he takes is goes, look how much I make it as a bartender compared to everybody else. It doesn't matter what I did. And Lisa is not having that. She is not, which... I wonder if it had happened to somebody that she didn't know and he hadn't done it to her best friend previously, if she would have cared. I do think it's true. This seems to bear out in, in later episodes. I think it's true that the biggest offense you can pull to Lisa Vanderpump is insulting a customer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep, Frank. Frank really shows his ass, as the kids say these days. He he did, um, and gets fired. Gets fired. So, were you surprised that Lisa fired him? No. <laughs> um, I. The repeated history, he deserved it. Um, also, he's not had been in the. This is the most we've seen of him in, in any episode. Um, which I guess is really masterful producing because he does seem to be a big flaccid penis. And I think if we had seen how much of a flaccid penis he was in episodes before this, then that really would have skewed the Jax and Stassi storyline. That's true. That's true. Yes, they're telling they're telling the story deftly. Yeah. As it were. And Frank ain't even mad that he got fired. He tries to do some bullshit, and I, it's not in this scene, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it here, because he goes, I wanted to get fired. Did you say that? No. 
<laughs> right, where he's like, oh, well, like, I, I threatened the guy because I was planning on getting fired. It's like, okay, Frank, sure. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Dipshit. Oh, to go back to the scene really quick, my favorite, yeah. one of my favorite things too, like, I loved how Frank tried to get the last word in and Lisa just wouldn't let him. <laughs> right. She's like, no, there is no, there is no but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, Frank. Oh, Frank. Well, so he, he, he strides outside to the car mm -hmm. to his girlfriend waiting. Yes. And seems actually in a very pleasant mood that he was just fired. Mm. And Stasi though, is not. <laughs> no, Stasi is pissed. She's like, are, are you joking? Yeah. She's like, I can't believe you got fired on the day that you're going to meet my, my parents. <laughs> so what is, yeah, do you think Saucy has a point? Like, would you be pissed if your significant other got fired on the day that they were going to meet their parents? No, but I'm not Stassi. I can see how you might be a little bit, you know, on a first impression, you might be a little worried. I mean, going, I don't know. I'm a, it's weird though. I mean, it probably says more about me and my relationship with my parents because I don't know when I introduced any of the girls I was dating to my parents. So it's just a, just not something I even consider. Of course, they're not with us anymore, so I, I don't have to worry about that, but. You know, it's just not something that I've ever considered. And I, I've always tried to make a good impression when, as the guy being introduced to the girl's parents, but I don't know. I, I think, I think it means more to meet the girl's parents than it does to meet the guy's parents. Interesting. Why? I don't know. I think it, I think it's probably just some bullshit, um, social construction because I think that there is a, the sense that the reason there's so much put on it is that the male in the relationship is to take over the duties of providing and caring for the daughter. So he has to reach be of certain worth. I see. Sure. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. You know, I can't really even articulate why. I just think I do kind of empathize with Stasi. I would, I would also be worried if my significant other had <laughs> just gotten fired moments before we're going to meet. Okay. But the thing about it is, and we, we don't know this at this point, but apparently Sir was just his side gig. Yeah. He which says explains why he was just like, whatever, I got fired from this. Yes, he says that he is in real estate development. Yes, although nobody seems to know what that is. <laughs> At least Dossie doesn't. No, no. Yes, yes. Uh, well, it's, yeah. And then, oh, I just love too that he like postures to Stasi that like he completely won that conversation and, you know, he got one on Lisa. Did not. But yeah, oh. that's that's how he's trying to play it off. And Lisa probably know, or I mean, Stasi probably knows Lisa well enough to know that that's not the case. So it's making Frank seem delusional. Yes, he's <laughs> like, 
Frank one, Vanderpump zero. It's like, ah, in what reality, Frank? Yeah, yeah, maybe in your personal record book for all that that fucking matters. <laughs> yes, but then we get the lunch. We do get the lunch. We meet Mama and Papa Stasi. Mama and Papa Stasi. Honestly, I feel like it explains a lot about Stasi's behavior. I loved them so much. Uh, I I reconsidered Dana in this episode. I don't know if white is just a better color on her, but I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, Dana is pretty hot. Mm, she is pretty hot. Mark is uh, they. It's so weird because the three of them together there, and even when she was with her mom to an extent, read so southern in a way that Stasi just doesn't at other times true she just had to be put back in her natural habitat yeah <laughs> just <laughs> so they come in papa stasi mark gives frank a hug it's like huh more substantial than the last one <laughs> wow <laughs> throwing that shade on jacks for sure for sure well it's like when you're a model you can't be like bulky like that you got to be like muscly cut well mark was uh, for somebody who was probably in his 50s, was very well put together, too. So he, he was. was going to value that. Yes, yes, yes. I also love the fact, it's like, so what are you guys drinking? Uh, we just ordered vodka. <laughs> just vodka. Yeah. The Schroeders came to party. They did. And this is where we find out that Frank works in commercial real estate. Oh, that's right. Commercial real estate, yeah. And yeah. Then, then things get awkward. Things do get awkward. Well, can we, I just want to talk about Mark Schroeder for a second. Can sure. we just point out that when, when the story comes up about Frank getting fired mm-hmm. and he's like telling the story about like how he like said that he was going to give the guy a, an atomic wedgie, Mark Schroeder goes, ah, it's a classic. He's yeah. very jovial <laughs> about it. I was like, oh, this explains why Stassi is so mean sometimes. <laughs> Also, from the way Frank explained it, I think that if you have a certain background, you don't see what he did as wrong. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know that that's necessarily what Mark was getting at there. Maybe he was just trying to, to make a joke to defuse the situation. Yeah, maybe. But I can also see, you know, nothing really physical happened the way that Frank tells the story, all the details are essentially the shit the same, except that he's not in the wrong because this other guy started cussing him first and he was just standing up for himself. Um, yes, for those of you who do not get the benefit of seeing uh, Kitty as we record this, she just hard rolled her eyes. <laughs> well, you know, it's... I, I just... I hate Frank, and this episode really puts a period on why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so things get awkward. What do you think the moment is that things get most awkward, Ben? You know, I, I just went on this thing about, yeah, I don't even remember meeting, like, the parents, and I never really considered it that big a deal, and blah, 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 blah. But one thing I know is the first time you meet the parents, you don't then just bitch about the daughter. Oh, like what? I mean, and I guess they seem to be laughing and sort of taking it. Not it's, at first. They yes. they kind of turned it into it. When he first goes, she has pretty girl syndrome. I was like, 
Oh, God damn it. Uh, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And Stasius was like, I cannot fucking believe this. Uh, Dana is like, I cannot fucking believe this. Mark is also kind of like, how dare this dude talk about my daughter like that? But then when he gets to the end of it, he diffuses it. Right, he's like, well, she was kind of homely. (laughs) She ate bread from the inside out, laying on the kitchen floor. like, yeah, I was a... (laughs) She was like, I used to be a weirdo goth in high school. And then, you know, until I got a chin implant and became hot. Yeah, and they show some pictures of goth Stasi, And I have to say that I love goth Stasi. Um, she is so much more attractive with dark hair than she is as a blonde. Really? I'm not sure I agree with that, but we can... <laughs> I mean, we would have to see her with a new chin, but... That's true. You know, you know, I like that Saucy's so open about the chin implant. You know, girl? No, totally. Just... Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. She's like, and then men started hitting on me. Good for you, Saucy. Yes. And then Mark takes out his flask which has a picture of baby Stasi on it. Yes. So maybe she dyed her hair. She must have dyed black. her hair black. Yeah, because yeah, it was blondish in the picture. Yeah. A little um, her little Easter outfit. Her little Easter outfit. A very classic nineties Easter outfit. It, it was very cute. I, I can remember my cousin wearing something very similar. Who's probably I, about the same age as Stasi. I wore things that were very similar. <laughs> yep, I, I believe it. As somebody who is also about the same age as Stasi, yes. I think Stasi and I are actually the same age. Yeah. Good for, well, she might be a year older than me, but anyways. Makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. What I wow. love then is that they then turn the flask over and there's a fucking Desert Eagle handgun on the flask. <laughs> I'm glad that you knew the type that it was. I was like, oh, all right, yes. there's a handgun. And that's, there's a gun. And Mark goes, you're not a Democrat, are you? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, That's, yeah, that's, it's going great. It's a a lunch that's going so well. You know, uh, other than that one moment of flaccid penisness sloshing all over everybody's food when he was telling the story about pretty girl syndrome. Oh, my God. It's just something you should never say in front of your girlfriend's parents. Well, you definitely shouldn't say it the first time you meet them. No. I mean, you know. Also, that's some sexist bullshit. It is some sexist bullshit. I mean, if you, if I can understand complaining to the in-laws if you've been married for a while. Sure. You have to remember that that's their fucking daughter. You know, who are you, random, well-put-together asshole who's jawless? <laughs> Although, Mark seemed to understand the real estate thing better than at least Stassi did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Yes, than Stassi. The commercial real estate. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Then we have a bullshit um, scene where Ken rolls up with the pink custom Ford Roadster that has Sir on it to, to give to Lisa. Wait, what? Oh, it was like a, you you must have missed it. Oh, I must have missed it. There was a moment where I walked away to go to the bathroom. I missed like 30 seconds. Yeah, that's about all it was. They were like, hey, Lisa, Ken's got a surprise for you. And he gives her like this, um, I don't know what year model it was, but it's a Ford Roadster. It's bright pink and it has the Sir logo on it. And so um, Lisa and a couple of the other servers 
get into it. Like she's like, get in here, Stasi. And then they twirl off down the road. Oh, and then just roll away into the sunset. Yeah. Wow. I missed that entirely. Oops. I do remember it though. Okay, good. (laughs) Then we have the rest of the A-team. Yes. The Toms and Katie and Kristen. Yeah. Katie, Kristen, Tom, Tom. (laughs) And they're all, and Kristen's complaining that, well, now that Jackson Stassi are broken up, we can't all just get together. So it's just four of us. Yes, instead of the six of us. How horrible. Right. Oh, no. It's just me and my boyfriend and my other friend and her boyfriend. Yes, Katie's to. so boring at this point that it's like bad company. Katie and, and Schwartz do seem pretty goddamn boring. I can I can see why <laughs> not having the drama of Stassi and Jax around would be a significant downgrade. Yes, but then we get a phone call. From Jax to Kristen, by the way. They're good friends. Yeah, I bet they are. Um, So Eddie calls Kristen and tells her, actually, the news that Frank has been fired. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were you going to say? Well, what I find interesting here is that after they tell the news, and we get the benefit of them putting a counter on this that says what Jackson's saying, and we Mm -hmm. already know that Frank's been fired. But it's very interesting that both Schwartz and Sandoval are like, did Jax get fired? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they must have known about the banging in the bathroom incident. I am certain that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Schwartz. Well, right, because Kristen says, like, well, looks like Tom's going to be picking up more shifts. (laughs) Yeah, she says it also a lot. That's why they should have known that it wasn't jacks because she was actually happy about it right right frank is fired frank is fired i just wonder what that's going to do to stassi she's not the same person i used to be friends with no no and then tom then schwartz and katie are like oh well they're definitely 100 percent gonna get back together yeah yeah and and schwartz they both would be mad if we said this but they're kind of the same person little bit. Ain't gonna do, you think, lie. <laughs> do you think Saucy is um, as, as much of a uh, sociopath as Jax is? No. I don't think she's as much of a sociopath, at least not in the same ways. And of all, I think, calls it pretty well. He's like, they're both little crybabies. They are both little crybabies, yeah. Yeah, I mean... And we'll get to it here in a minute, because Frank actually has some legitimate points when him and Stassi fight later. But anyway, um, then we go, well, actually, that's the next thing. Mm-hmm. This episode just clips along. They do. Scene 16 that bleeds into scene 17. Mm-hmm. Stassi and Frank. Stassi is painting her fingernails or maybe her toenails. I, I'm not really sure which. Um, and she's t- she's asking com- questions about the commercial real estate thing. She's trying to understand it. Yeah, yeah. And then that's where Frank goes, I made the decision to get fired. She's like, uh, what? No, you didn't. Yeah, quit being a dipshit. <laughs> You're being such an ass, Frank. And, and then she's like asking him uh, questions about something. He's like, I'm not a gossiper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh. it's he's asking no no she's asking him questions about like 
what so she goes this is what happens she says my mom called me she was worried about what you think of my parents what did you think of my parents and he like doesn't want to answer he goes i'm not a gossip girl oh okay yeah because he is a misogynistic he prick. is a misogynistic prick and then he's like tell them they have a kind lovely princess of a princess diva of a daughter <laughs> like oh my god like uh, you're just trying to piss Saucy off at this point yeah for real you and your mom are very similar and your dad serves under your mom's reign like I feel I serve under your reign and I was uh, like oh fight time ding 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 <laughs> ding 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 here we go <laughs> I don't know if Frank was like what can I say that'll start a fight but I don't think he could have come up with anything better than that <laughs> No, that was, he really like went for under, like punched below the belt. Damn. Yeah. You really want to piss someone off. Tell, tell them they're like their parents. Holy yeah, shit. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So. Then what do you think like, Frank's goal here is? Oh, I think he wanted out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just think he wanted a reason to end it, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that the realities of being with somebody, and you know, I don't, I hate to use the term because I, I don't want to feed into any misogynistic tropes, but Stasi is high maintenance. And I, just, is. and I just don't think he realized what it was like to be with her. <laughs> because he constantly, and I don't know how, this is like a week later. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Um, it could be a week. It could be two months. Um, but he keeps throwing things, you know, like, you're always asking me to do stuff. Well, no shit, dumbass. That's kind of what being in a relationship is, for one thing. Right. But, you know, oh, come get me and take me to work or do this thing or do this thing. Did you Did you not realize that beforehand? Did you have some, not have some conception of, a, what a relationship is, and B, who it was you were dating. Right. I mean, for fuck's sake, you had to give her ride places when she was with Jax because Jax wasn't reliable enough to do it. Did you think all of a sudden she was going to start taking herself? Right. Like, what were you thinking, Frank? And and Saucy kind of says, well, like, you wanted to do all of this stuff. Like, yeah, Frank, you wanted to be, like, the hero who comes in and, yeah. and is the stable guy and, like... Yeah. Mr. Reliable. Mr. Reliable. And until he had tapped that ass and I guess he didn't care anymore. I don't know. Just. Right. So, yeah, they move the, they move the argument outside. Well. Oh. <laughs> okay. So Stassi storms out of what is her apartment. Right. And she's crying out front. Frank decides to leave. Mm-hmm. It's like, she's like, don't you walk away from me. That's <laughs> like what you walked away from him you know he is i don't know that he's trying to de-escalate it at that point because i really don't i really do feel like he was trying to pick this fight but maybe he was i mean to be fair she walks out of the apartment maybe to like take a breath he like just is gonna get up and fucking leave You, you know um I will defend that just a little bit. I'm not going to defend Frank, but I will defend that behavior because at some points, and I don't know Frank well enough to know this, it can get to a point where the situation 
is so toxic that you just need to walk away from it. 100%. I, I certainly agree. I just, I'm not sure that it was there yet. I don't think it was. Again, this didn't seem like, even though I do think that this pretty much, spoiler alert, ends their relationship, it doesn't feel as bad as three of the fights that her and Jax had. No. No. Because I probably neither of them are really that invested in their relationship. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel that Stassi was more um, invested than Frank. Yes, because Stassi kind of, you kind of suddenly see her get scared in a yeah. way that she wasn't, like, a few moments before when he, like, leaves. And she's like, don't leave. Like, There you are, walking away like a coward. Also not a good thing to say if you don't want to escalate the fight, by the way. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> but, I, you know, I just gotta... I hate Frank so much that I'm like, yes, Stassi, get him. Well, I mean... I don't, my opinion on Frank has certainly worsened. Um, here's, here's what I think. And I could be completely wrong on this, but I do have so many opinions that I'm going to share this. <laughs> I think that Stasi was the, that Frank viewed Stasi as the perfect girlfriend. Mm-hmm. As long as he was at Sir. Right. And now that he's not at Sir and he's uh, getting back into this commercial real estate, whether he's actually doing that or if that's just uh, the buzzword that he's using, his priorities had shifted. I think that the way that Stasi reacted to the whole Laura Lee situation, well, he was probably like, that's some bullshit. And I think he was just kind of done with all of it. I think that's why, because I don't think he was faking when he seemed relieved and happy to be have been fired from Sir. I think he legitimately was pretty happy about it. Um, so I just think that he had in his mind decided, you know what? Fuck all of this. And this was just the first convenient place for him to get out. Convenient in air quotes. Sure. But I mean, in general, I just think it's like, yeah, I'm sure Stassi's high maintenance and I'm sure like that's a tough relationship to be in, but he was such an asshole in that he last was. scene. Like, wow. I'm questioning why I even want to be with you. I just don't even think Stassi deserves it. Like, man. No, I don't think, I, I, I do, and this is where another situation to the crybabies thing, her and Jax are both incredibly self-centered. It is about them. Correct. And I do think that, you know, again, this goes to the whole thing of what did you expect, Frank? For real. You established a baseline of behaviors when you were chasing after her that you apparently are not willing to keep up once you have her, which is a red sign and actually lends credence to Katie and Kristen giving you warnings that he was just trying to get in your pants. It's true. They turned out to be kind of right. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? 
Um, which I do think Stasi kind of must have had some sense of because she's like, well, so what? A lot of people are. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I really do think, but when I say that, Stasi did seem, she, there are certain things about Frank that Stasi really liked. For mm-hmm. one thing, the fact that he had goals. And even, you know, that, that thing back at the beginning of the episode where it's like, well, Frank's the guy who will put up the rod and it'll fall down and, and Jax will never put the rod up. I don't think that their life goals were compatible if for no other reason than the oceans they're swimming in are so different. Yes, I, I, I agree. I just, I can't explain it to you, Ben. There's something about Frank's behavior that, like, actually enrages me. Like, in the pit of my stomach, I'm just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean, in a way, he kind of gaslit her, so I can see that. Like, yeah, just, you know, justice for Stasi. <laughs> justice for Stasi. I mean, and Frank dropping, like, are you giving me an ultimate? I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's like, you know, you need to get your shit together or I don't think I want to be with you. And she's like, are you giving me an ultimatum? I'm not giving you an ultimatum. I'm just telling you how it is. It's like, fuck you, dude. Exactly. Straight, exactly. Straight, straight up, up. Fuck you, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Go get in your convertible and drive off to douche town where you belong. In his like Toyota convertible. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh real estate executive yes yeah in in case yeah so that's the end of the episode yeah i'm actually somewhat surprised that after meeting stassi's parents and seeing that they are affluent that he Mm. didn't try to uh try a little harder to stay with her do you think that's like a, a a thing that keeps douche bros like like uh, Frank happy, affluent parents. Um, no, no, it keeps um, sociopaths like Jacks happy, but it, but you know, I, I think part of the whole thing, and, and maybe I'm this is just me being anti real estate agent, but you have to put forth a certain image as a real estate person, at least all the real estate people that I know, and having somebody with the flexible capital that the Schroeder seem to have for you acquiring property and fixing it up and flipping it or whatever the fuck it was doing. Cause that sounds like what he was doing from what little they talked about it. Um, would not be a bad thing. It would not, but Frank shot, shot himself in the foot. Also side note, in insulting Kyle Richards, Lisa's best friend, he also closed the door on a real estate development because Kyle Richards' husband is like a rich real estate guy. Hey, hey. Well, there's there's probably a reason why I don't think we we hear anything more from. Well, I know we don't hear anything more from him after this season, but we probably don't hear anything more from him after this episode. Will you miss them? Will you miss the flaccid penis? <laughs> no, I don't miss flaccid penis. <laughs> um, I just feel, I feel sorry for Stasi 
in that I think she's going to wind back up with Jax. And I feel sorry for anybody who has to date Jax or chooses to date Jax. And I shouldn't, especially somebody who's already dated him and, and knows what he is. But Well, you think that Jax is going to dump Laura Lee? I think, well, he's already said that she's not his girlfriend. Yeah, that's, that's maybe a warning sign, maybe. And Laura Lee seems to be like to, to invoke the terrible comedies of Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, a stage five clinger. Okay, you know what? I'll stay behind Wedding Crashers. Wedding <laughs> Crashers is fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, Laura Lee and, and Wedding Crashers lingo is a stage five clinger. clinger. Although, okay, yeah, there are a lot of things about Wedding Crashers that maybe didn't age well, but that movie is fucking funny. It was fucking funny. Um, I will agree with you. Probably the best, uh, like, wedding dance supercut of all time. I don't know if there's a lot of competition for that. I'm just saying. The Wedding Singer, maybe, but, which I actually liked, too. Yeah, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Um, but I think that, again, if... Jax was walking down the street and Laura Lee was at work and some hobo was like, hey, come over here, young fella, and let's take a, a roll. I'm pretty sure Jax would do it. So I don't think that there's any, any doubt of him tossing Laura Lee to the side. Tune in next week to find out. We got to go through the categories. We do. Well, we do. Um, I just had one other thing to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I also think, and this is another example of Frank being a flaccid penis, that he's not used to some dating such a strong woman as Stasi. No. And that is why he constantly tried to undercut her by bringing up all the stuff that he did for her. Right. Right. Which also enrages me. <laughs> yes. Like, so. you just, it's never a good look when, you know, an insecure dick is, like, trying to cut down everything that his significant other is doing, like, the blog, or, like, here's all the stuff that I do for you, and you have pretty girl syndrome. And yeah. I think we should take half of your clothes and give them to Goodwill, which, you know, fine, whatever, that's, that's, I didn't think that that was a, a, that bad of a lie, and it's just when put on everything else. Like, you know what, Frank? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Frank. So. <laughs> but is it better or worse to have somebody who is somewhat dependable but is always trying to undercut you or somebody who is completely unreliable that at least when you're around them is always building you up? I would say neither are good options. Well, yes, 100%. They're both bad in different ways. But if you made me choose, I would pick the unreliable person who's nice to you. Fair. The Jax Taylor corollary. <laughs> yes, the Jax Taylor corollary. <laughs> because here's why it pisses me off. Because you know that men like Frank think that they're nice quote-unquote nice good dudes it's like no you are a monster well they're also the kind of guys who think that 
they have a card with the nice stickers on it and once they get the 10th sticker they get sex so yes exactly it's like nah nah son yeah totally no i mean i I do not i can again i can see where stassi certainly is all about herself um but a lot of people are at 24 and frank is also all about himself so you know kind of cool with that stuff yeah So we have categories, though, to go through. Our categories. Who is WeHo's thirstiest server? <laughs> Laura Lee. <laughs> Laura Lee. That is, there's really no other answer for this episode. <laughs> My God, she wants, she wants Jax Taylor's dick. And she wants that D. In every place, in both meanings of the term, I think. So it's just like. Oh, you well, go, Lorley. On a scale of one to ten, how good do we think Jax actually is in the in the sack? Gosh, um, four. Why do you think a four? Explain this to me, please. Because I don't think he cares enough to be better than that. I think as long as he gets his nut, that's what he cares about. Uh, but that's what's making Laura Lee just like go crazy. Does she just have that? Well, here's the other side of that. I don't miss, because apparently she's had some really bad relationships. Yes. And Jax, as she said, is the most attractive person she's ever been with. (sighs) And I think Jax is probably ready to go at the drop of a hat. That's a good point. So, you know. Maybe he, maybe he's better than a four. I, I just I can't imagine him going the extra. And but then again, maybe he he fucks like he talks girls up, and it's just all about them, and and then not. Who knows? But I kind I doubt. of doubt it. But I do too. But uh, yeah, four seems right. It... <laughs> <laughs> so you know. But I guess if you're getting fours, like every three minutes that that's as good as getting a 10 every couple of days is it though no <laughs> but i guess it's so <laughs> all right so yeah laura lee oh laura lee you know good for you laura lee yes good for you laura lee i'm glad so that you are she's happy. gotta as as they say in the bachelor parlance she has to protect her heart mm, she has to protect something Yeah, so who who do we think uh, is the number one alpha of the episode? Well, Frank would think it was him. Yes, he would. <laughs> you know I cannot give this award to Frank in good oh, conscience. I know. Uh, I think it was Mark, honestly. You think it was Mark's, Mark Schroeder coming in with a win? Why do you say that? Because he was funny. He defused the situation. Um, like a good southerner. Yeah, no, he um, just the way he handled that, which could have been a train wreck and probably should have been a train wreck based on Frank's behavior, still seemed to turn out, by all accounts, to have been a good lunch. It's true. It's true. 
All right, yeah, we'll give it to Mark Schroeder. I really don't think there's anyone else who is a possibility in this episode, except for Lisa, which we've already decided she right. cannot win. Lisa is the alpha of every episode. Right. Because she's the boss. And she so, actually, I mean, and she actually did exercise that power this episode in firing somebody, but. Firing Frank. The Frankinator has been I also didn't think Frank made for that, like, good of TV, because while being an asshole, he wasn't, like, a watchable asshole like Jax. Correct. He doesn't have enough personality. He's a piece of corrugated cardboard. Wet corrugated cardboard, but... Correct. Wet corrugated cardboard. Yeah, so who who ends up on the bottom of this episode? Frank? Yeah, it's got to be Frank. He gets fired. He gets fired. Loses the girl, though. That's totally his fault because he's technically the one that ended it. Right. And it's probably off the show. So I don't, I don't think you can get much lower than that. He's losing really on, on, all, on all levels. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you think anyone's kind of like in Lisa's good graces this episode? I'm really not sure that anybody is. I'm going to say Stassi, but that's only because when Ken shows up to give her the fancy car, she calls out Stassi by name to get into the car with her and go riding down the street. That's right. Lisa likes her pets. She does. She does. I mean, you could honestly say Jax because she doesn't fire them, and but she, you know, tells Jax to watch his shit. But she's told Jax to watch his shit like every episode. True. And Jax still ha- keeps on keeping on does he's he's uh an entertaining i mean he he is literally the the shit steer so you kind of need that for this show as holland said and he is delivering he is <laughs> him and Kristen, honestly if he were to like who are the egg beaters of the vanderpump rules it's him and Kristen. oh yeah Kristen. Kristen is always in the middle of any fight, like Lisa said. Yeah. Without a doubt. What an episode. I thought it was a good one. It was. um, Did you not like it, Ben? No, I liked it okay. Uh, It didn't quite have the fireworks that the others did. No, you're right. If for no other reason, then there's just not enough emotional capital invested in Frank because he hasn't shown us anything other than being a flaccid penis. And a corrugated piece of cardboard. <laughs> a corrugated piece of flaccid penis cardboard. <laughs> That's not what you want on your television, ladies and gentlemen. Or, or anywhere else. For that no. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, um, Hunky but silent good guy is, is how they tried to portray him at first, mm-hmm. which was good because when he opened his mouth, he was just dude bro. Mm-hmm. Dude broing so yeah, hard. Yeah, which he seems to come by honestly. And, you know, yeah, I, I can see why nobody else, especially. Dude is the quintessential jock. Maybe a smart jock, but jock. Um, and everybody else in that clique is creative in some way. Yeah. 
when they have the little um, scene at the beginning where it's just showing everybody's creative projects, they're all creative projects. People are trying to be directors or actors or musicians or models. Is modeling creative? Eh, whatever. It, it's more creative sure. than being sure. a real estate agent is. Um, and I think that he was trying to use Sir as a launch board too, but in a in a way that didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense for the creative types because you get to hobnob with these rich people and, and maybe find a patron or somebody to greenlit a project. But they're more creative and interesting than him, you know. He's a guy who I can see running a real estate agency or, or being a bank manager or some shit and, but not getting along with those creative people because he is just so dry. Yes. Anyway. A dry, yes, dry piece of milk toast. Um, okay. I actually have a final question for you. Oh, okay. I have a final answer. Well, maybe not a final question, but it makes it sound more dramatic. <laughs> we're we're coming into the last three episodes of this season, and so I want to hear what your predictions are. Um, here are my predictions, and okay. you know, it makes it look pretty obvious in the teaser for the next episode that Jax is going to win back Stasi. Um, for one thing, I can't imagine Stasi really going through what is left of the summer alone. There's all the social pressure from their friend group, that even though they hated each other for the 15 days this has been going on or whatever, um, to get back together and it would just smooth over everything. So I think that that will happen. Mm -hmm. um, I think Laura Lee will have a blow up that'll be more entertaining than what just happened with um frank because she's more you know she's shown more personality and that's also kind of crazy um so i think that will be but it will in the same way and that she's somebody who was introduced in the middle of the season and then we'll probably never see again by the end of the season um and then i think that there will be some bombshell of Jack's putting his dick in somebody else. We, we will see. We will. We will. So those are my three predictions. They're, they're good. They're good predictions. We'll see how this plays out. Excellent. I look forward to it. Me as well. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it too. Please don't forget to rate and review us. Correct. At this moment, Ben, we have three five-star ratings. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> On Apple. AA. Uh, yeah, I don't know that you can give us star ratings or anything on Spotify, but, um, you know, you can go to our anchor.fm page. You can just Google. I have so many opinions and, and anchor.fm, and you can leave a comment for the show if you would really like. Yeah, if you have any requests, love to hear them. We certainly would. Buckle up. Buckle up.
Ben, yeah, what's your, well, like, uh, let me take your temperature at, at uh, like, you know, a hair past mid-season. How are you feeling about this endeavor? I'm really enjoying talking about it with you. I still don't necessarily know that I like the show or, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've warmed up to Stasi. Lisa's pretty awesome. Um, and everybody else is annoying to some extent at a greater or lesser level. I think that that's a good place to be. It's a good place to be right now. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, well, thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. Catch you next time on I Have So Many Opinions. So many. So many. <laughs>